If he completed his meal, his meal and Shabbos came in before he benched, he benches over the first cup, and then he makes Kiddush over a second cup. And he needs to say Ritzay in benching, even though he is benching before Kiddush. You don't mention because we follow the beginning of the meal. And that is the primary law. And there's a debate as to whether one should taste or drink from the cup of benching before making Kiddush. Also, if you need to eat a little after Kiddush, in order to have the Kiddush in the place of the meal. And some say that even if you've completed your meal, you don't bench first. Rather, cover uh, the food and make Kiddush. And make moisi v'ochem atni eat a little after kachem v'ochem birchas amposayin, and afterwards bench. Says the Rama, v'achin nog lahosias nafshemi pluks as farishena, and that's the minhag in order to avoid the original uh, first opinion and machlokas zayin. Even though it's forbidden to taste anything before kiddush, once you've tasted, you still need to make kiddush. Chas im like kiddush belayla. If you didn't make kiddush at night, ben b'shog ben mezid whether. Uh, it was your fault or no fault. You can make it up the, during the day, all day. And you recite all of the night Kiddush except for Vayichulu. You need to have a tablecloth on the table under the bread and a second covering uh, spread over the challah. One should make Kiddush over a full cup of wine that should not be blemished. And it needs to ascribe to all of the uh, requirements that a benching cup needs. And one recites Vayichul standing up. Afterwards you say and make and the Kiddush bracha. says, one can stand at the time of Kiddush, but it's better to sit. And we're accustomed to sit even when one says, just the, when one begins, one stands a little for the honor of Hashem. Because you begin, which spells out Yud and He and Vav and He, uh, which hints at the name of Hashem. And when you begin, you should look at the candles. And at the time of Kiddush, look at the cup of wine. That's what I believe. If you only have one cup, then make Kiddush over at night, but don't drink from it in order not to blemish it. Rather, pour from it to another cup and taste that Kiddush wine from the second cup. And the next day you can make Kiddush over what is remaining in the first cup. If you only had exactly a Revius, um, when you made Kiddush at night, and by pouring some out, then you didn't have a complete Revius remaining. So you should mix it the next day to dilute it to complete the Revius. That's only if you have a second 
another cup for Havdalah, because if you don't, then it's better to leave that cup for Havdalah. You have pass because you can't make Havdalah over bread. Rather than make Kiddush over it and not have any wine left for And if you have two cups exactly after dilution, you can then use one cup. Uh, for the Kiddush at night and the second one for Havdalah and don't make Kiddush during the day because the Kiddush at night is the more important one. After you make Kiddush on the cup you wash and make Bracha until Kiddush and if you wash your hands before Kiddush you have made it clear that the bread is dear to you and so you don't make Kiddush over the wine but over the bread. Says the Ramah, that ideally one should wash one's hands before Kiddush, and to then make Kiddush over the wine. And that is the regular minig in these countries. And one should not do differently, except for on Pesach, one needs to drink from the cup of Kiddush a mouthful. Mean to say that if you would move all of it to one side of your mouth, it would appear like it's a mouthful, which is the majority of Rebiz. If the person making Kesh didn't drink, but somebody who was dining with him uh, had the mouthful, the fulfiller obligation. But two people don't add up for a mouthful. Nevertheless, the ideal way of doing the mitzvah is everybody should taste something. Some say that it, once they've had a mouthful between all of the participants, then they fulfill their obligation. That the drinking of all of them can join together for the required amount. The Goenim maintained that if the person making Kiddush didn't drink, uh, he hasn't fulfilled his obligation. And it's fitting to be concerned for their words. But that's only with Kiddush. But for anything else that needs a cup, to fulfill the mitzvah, then the Goenim agree that someone else tasting it would work. If someone made Kiddush, and before drinking, he made an interruption by speaking, he needs to make another brach of Hagafen, but he doesn't need to make another brach of the whole Kiddush. Same thing would apply if the cup spilled before he had a chance to drink. Then they should bring another cup and make the Hagafen over that new cup. But one didn't go back and make a new Kiddush. Those who are dining should not taste anything before the person makes Kiddush. Uh, if they're part of his cup, uh, before he himself tastes, and then he pours from his into the cups that they have in their in their hands that are either empty or already drunken from. However, if they had cups of wine that had not been blemished by having been drunk from, then they are allowed to drink before the person making kiddush drinks. You don't need to pour from the cup of Kiddush to the cups of wine before in front of everybody else, unless they had been blemished. And in which case, then they would have to pour into each individual cup, so that each of them can drink from a cup that is not blemished. 
Simon Ein Reish Beis. Alezi Ein Mikachin Vay Yud Sifim. What kind of wine can you make Kiddush over? Aleph Ein Mikachin Al Yain Sherech Ra. One cannot make Kiddush over wine that has a bad odor. Af Al Gav De Reche Vitaime Chamra. Even though it smells and tastes like wine, and not on wine that was left uncovered overnight, even though nowadays we're not concerned about this ancient practice of not leaving liquids open overnight. And one cannot make kiddush over wine that has the smell of wine, but the taste of vinegar. Base. You can make wine, you can make kiddush over wine straight out of that. A person can squeeze a bunch of grapes and make kiddush during the day. One can make kiddush over the wine at the mouth of the barrel, even though it has sediment. Says the Ramav Yeshua, some forbid it, the Kaddish, Allah to make Kiddush over it, some no trillah lahavra kimchen, rather one needs to uh, sift it first to remove the sediment. Continues the Machavaval, Yanshib Shulay Achavis, and on the wine at the bottom of the barrel, Avapish Yeshbesh Marim, even though it has the full sediment. Val Yain Shachar, and on black wine, Val Yain Mosak, and sweet wine, Val Yain Derech Chala, Vatan Bechamra, and wine that smells like vinegar but tastes like wine, Makamakam Mitzvah, Liver Yain, Terra Kajalav, even though all of these work. The it's a mitzvah to find good wine to make kiddush over. Dalit makachin al yain lavan. You can make kiddush over white wine. Varamban post lay the kiddush a filibudiyevet. But the Ramban invalidates it for kiddush even post acto. Avol mavdilin alav. But one can make havdal over it. Aminigo elam kisvar roshena. But the but the general practice is like the first opinion to allow white wine. Hey yain chai a filoim hu chazak dudari al chad klas maya. If you have raw wine that hasn't been diluted. Even if it's so strong that you would need uh, a third of it uh, to of water to be poured over it, mikachim alav you can still make kiddush over it. Mikomakim nevertheless, yes, to the mazga, it's better to dilute it. Vilbashim mazul karoi as long as it's diluted appropriately. Says the Ramav. Yenishalam yes, to tevim him b'lemuziga. Our wines are better without dilution. Vov yensim mukim mikachim alav the wine of raisins you can make kiddush over. Says the Ramav. Hoshiyesh ben lachluchas k'tas below shriya as long as they have some kind of moisture without soaking them in water. Zayin shimri yayin oichatsanim shnasanim mayim pieces sediment pieces of wine or um, raisins that you put water over and roi levarachalav baripriyagafen mukachinalav if they are still uh, thick enough that you can make a hagafen over it then you can make kiddush over it vayim leelsim and reish dalasif hey ches mukachinal yayin mavushel val yayin she yeshboid vash you can make kiddush over cooked wine. Or, or over wine that has honey in it. Some say you can't make kiddush over them. Says the Ramav, but the minig is to make kiddush over it. Even if you do have another wine, but that other wine uh, is not as nice as the mavushal wine or the one that has honey in it. Test. In a place where wine is not found, some say you can make kiddush over beer or other. Drinks, chutzman amayim, except for water. Some say you cannot make kiddush. According to the Rosh, at night, one should rather make kiddush over the bread than to make it over beer. But during the day, it's better to make it over the beer than to make it over the bread. That you make the kiddush and you make shahakal before hamotzi. Because if you simply make your quote-unquote kiddush over the bread, 
it won't be clear because those words that we say as part of the day Kiddush are just verses that are added in, but it's not a bracha of Kiddush like we have at night in Makadish Shabbos. So if you just did it over the bread, then it wouldn't be clear that you're making Kiddush. And that makes sense. And this is the widespread practice like the rush. If there's wine in the city, one should not make a kiddush over bread. Someone who doesn't drink wine because he's made an oath, like a nazir, he can still make kiddush over the wine. And the other people who are dining with him can drink from the wine. And if there's no one else with him, then he should make kiddush over bread and not the wine. Or he should hear kiddush from someone else. The bracha over the wine that you make during Kiddush exempts the wine that will come during the meal. And you don't need to make an alagefen after drinking the wine because it will be included in the benching. Whether you're benching over a cup or not. Kiddush needs to be in the place of the meal. Kiddush can only be in the place of the meal. And in one house, from one corner to the other corner, it's considered one place. That if you made Kiddush to eat in this corner, and then changed your mind and wanted to eat in the other corner, even if it's a large palace, you don't need to make Kiddush again. And even from the house to the sukkah, it's considered from one corner to another corner. Continues. Some say even it, as long as you can see the other place, meaning to say even from the house to the courtyard, you don't need to make Kiddush again. That if you made Kiddush in one place, having in mind that you would eat in another place, that works too. As long as both of those two places were in the one house, like from one room to another, or from uh, upstairs to downstairs, and that's the law. If you make Kiddush in one house in order to eat there, and then you change your mind to eat in a different place, then you need to once again make Kiddush in the place that you choose to eat. If you made Kiddush and you didn't have your meal, after you did Kiddush, then you haven't fulfilled your Kiddush either. Says the Altar, and you need to eat in the place of Kiddush immediately, or at least you have in mind to eat there immediately. But if that's not the case, even if you ate, albeit later, in the place that you made Kiddush, you have not fulfilled your Kiddush. If you had in mind that you weren't going to eat immediately, and then you changed your mind, your mind and did eat, then you have fulfilled your obligation. A person can make Kiddush on behalf of others, even though he is not eating with them, because for them it's the place of the meal. And even though that when you make a bracha over wine, you can't do it on behalf of others if you're not having any benefit from it. Given since this is not just a regular bracha over a cup of wine, it's an obligation, it's part of Kiddush. So it's considered like the bracha of the Kiddush, and you can fulfill with that hagafen their uh, obligation, even though you're not drinking yourself. Says the Ramah, and even. Uh, during the day Kiddush, one can do so. 
continues, as long as they don't know how to make their own Kiddush. If he has not yet made his own Kiddush, he should take care that he doesn't drink with them, because it's forbidden for him to drink, uh, to taste anything, unless or until he's making Kiddush in the place where he's going to eat. Hey, the Gonim wrote that this that we say that you you need to make Kiddush in the place that you're eating, even if you only ate a small amount, or you drank a cup of wine that you would need to make a bracha, that is sufficient to meet the needs of Kiddush in the place of eating. And then you can complete your meal in a different place. That's only if you ate some bread or drank wine, but simply eating fruit, is insufficient. And by this measure, the moral of the sandik could drink from the coast, from the cup of the bris uh, on Shabbos morning, as long as they're drinking enough of the wine. But the custom is that we give it to a child. If you make Kiddush at home, and the neighborhood you're making Kiddush, and he has his table set in front of him, Yotzobai, he can fulfill Kiddush by listening to you, because he is listening in the place of his Surah. But we need to have that the person who is listening had in mind to fulfill his obligation, and the one who was making the Kiddush to fulfill his obligation. Zayin. Some say that you can only make Kiddush by the light of a candle. And some say that the Kiddush is not dependent on the candle. And if you would enjoy your meal um, more in the courtyard because there's air or uh, there's flies, you can make Kiddush there in the courtyard and eat there, even though you don't see the Shabbos candles. Because Shabbos candles were made to have pleasure on Shabbos, not to cause us uh, um, extra bother. And that makes sense. If him, the laws of breaking bread on Shabbos. We need to break bread over two complete loaves. You hold two of them in your hand, and you break the lower one. Uh, and that's specifically on the, ni- on the night of Shabbos. On Friday night, Shabbos, but during the day, or uh, during the Yom Tov evenings, you break the upper one, and the reason is according to Kabbalah. It's a mitzvah to break on Shabbos a large piece that will be sufficient for him for the entire meal. The fellow diners should not taste the bread until the one who is breaking bread eats first. But if each of them has their double loaf themselves, they can go ahead, even though he, the one who is leading, has not yet eaten. The suda of the night and the day, it's impossible to do it without bread. Things that are forbidden to do uh, using the Shabbos candlelight. It is forbidden to shake out garments uh, and to read from books using the candlelight, um, even if you're not actually saying something, because you might turn the candle. Even if it's high on the ceiling that you couldn't reach it, the sages didn't make a dis- distinction uh, in the law. 
for this reason, yes, lesser, I feel about Josh's. Uh, it's forbidden even if it's in a lantern or it's fixed into a hole in the wall and similarly with a wax candle but that's only one person sitting alone if two people are reading together that if one would come to turn the candle his friend would remind him as long as they're reading the same thing, then one fellow is paying attention to what his friend is doing but if they're reading two separate um, ideas, then that wouldn't work, and they would have no hetero to read by the candlelight. Says the Some say that if you're reading two separate books, the Philippine even if it's the same subject matter, also it's forbidden. Therefore, it's forbidden to recite piyotim, the poems, on the eve of Yomtev, which is on Shabbos in Shul. and that's the custom. Gimel. If there's someone else with him, I feel in a curry, even if he's not reading, and he says to him, Watch me, that I don't mistakenly move the candle, much of them permissible. And the same thing would apply if he says this to his wife. Dalit. Adam Khashiv, a an important person, that during the week he wouldn't move the candle, Mutabakal Gavna is permitted in any scenario. Hey, Bimdura with a Large fire, like a fireplace. I feel like sorry, Karen. Even ten people who are together can't read. We should hold the ocean there, since they're sitting apart from one another. For urge and since the tails of the spits are near them, he won't see if his friend goes uh, to stoke the fire. Children are allowed to read by the light of the candle because the fear of their teacher is upon them. One is allowed to read the paragraph of by because the whole thing is mentioning the prohibition of Shabbos, and so how could he forget? We are accustomed to read from Machzarim on the eve of Yom Kippur because the fear of Yom Kippur is upon us. Tess. Pesach evening that fell on Shabbos. One may read the Haggadah from the book. Because it's only uh, like a summary. Because there's nobody that really doesn't know the Haggadah um, um, and is familiar with it and could recite it out, out loud. The rabbi can read uh, by the light of the candle, uh, the same as the children are doing. And to organize the uh, chapter headings from in his mouth from a book, and read the rest of it by heart. And when we say the heads of the paragraphs, the beginnings of the paragraph, we don't mean exactly. But we mean any, as long as he knows the general parasha by heart, and he just needs to look... Uh, here and there into the Sefer is permissible. Since he's not looking deeply into the Sefer, then it's clear, and he won't come to move it. Vessels that are similar to one another, and you need to pay close attention to tell the difference. You can't check them by the light of the candle. You can't even distinguish between your clothes and your wife's clothes if they're similar. It's forbidden to check it by the candle. An irregular attendant uh, waiter that is is not there frequently, he cannot check the cups and plates by the light of the camera because he's not familiar with them. Whether it's an olive oil light, or it's a kerosene light, uh, that has a lot of light. 
says the Ramah, yes, my term left. Some say that the kerosene is okay. I feel the even with the non-fixed attendant. Continues but a fixed attendant can check the cups by the light of the candle because he doesn't really need to delve into it. He knows those cups. If they were olive oil lights, we don't tell him to check them. Even though it's permissible, we're concerned that he might take some of the oil to use. We're accustomed to cover up children that shouldn't they shouldn't be naked in front of the candles. Mishim bizui mitzvah because that is a disgrace to the mitzvah. That's what the rekeach writes. Simon Reish Ayin Vav Dine Ner Shehidlik Akam B'Shabbos Voy Heis Ifim The laws of a candle that was lit by a Gentile. Alf, Akam Shehidlik is an Ebrish Yisrael, also a call. If a Gentile lit a candle for, for the purposes of a Jew, it's forbidden for everybody. I feel the Mishalei Hudlik B'Shvilei, even for someone the candle wasn't lit for. Says Ramah Ben Chilik, because they've been cut off like Schar or Eloi cut off, there's no difference whether you gave him, gave him a fixed uh, wage or you didn't fix an amount that you would pay him. Or he accepted it uh, as a job or as a hire. The main issue here is that the Jew is benefiting from the actual malacha on Shabbos, and so therefore it's completely forbidden. Continues, but if he lit that candle for his own purposes or for the purposes of a Jew who was ill, I feel like by Sakana, even if it wasn't a threat to his life. So this is a Ramah, or for the needs of children that have the same categorization. Continues, if that's the case, then once it's been lit already for the Gentiles' purposes, then any Jew is allowed to use that light. The same thing would be if he made a fire uh, for his own needs or the needs of an ill person. Some forbid for the making of a fire machine because because uh, they made a decree that he might add wood for uh, his own needs, for the needs of the Jew who's not unwell. Says the but if the non-Jew did it in the house of the Jew, from his knowledge, and Israel says he doesn't need to leave. The Jew doesn't need to leave. Even though he is deriving benefit from the candle or from the uh, fire. Base. A Jew and a non-Jew who were eating together. Uh, and the non-Jew lit a candle. If the majority of those there were Gentile, then you're allowed to use the light. If most of them were Jewish, I feel or even half and half, also is forbidden. But if it's clear that it was lit for the purpose of the Gentiles, like we see that he's using the light, even though the majority are Jewish, it's permissible. Some say it's permissible to ask a Gentile to light a candle for him for the Shabbos meal machines to spirulate because that opinion maintains the Mutter Amir Akum, a Philippa Mitzvah, that it's permissible to ask a non Jew to do even a complete Malacha in the situation of a Mitzvah. According to this, many are accustomed to be lenient in matter to ask a non-Jew to light candles for the needs of the meal, especially for a wedding feast or a bris, and they don't object to them. And one should be strict in a situation that's not a great need, because most poskim differ with this opinion. If you ask your servant to go with him and they lit a candle, even though they also 
need that light, that's not considered for the needs of the Gentile. Because the main going was the Jews going. He asked them to accompany. He says, But one can go. One can ask a non-Jew to go with him and to take a candle that's already lit. Because he is only doing muqtza, which is rabbinic. If there is a candle in the Jewish home, and a Gentile came and lit another candle, you're allowed to use light from the second candle as long as the first candle is lit. But after the first one has gone out, you can't use the light from the second. Also, if you put oil into the lit candle, then it would be permissible to use the candle as long as the original oil is being used, but afterwards it would be forbidden. And it's permissible to protest against a Gentile who comes to light a candle or to add oil. Hey, by Rotsus chorus in cold climates, it's permissible for a Gentile to make a fire for children, and then adults are then allowed to use it to warm themselves. And it's even permissible for adults to ask the non-Jew to light the fire if it is really cold. Because everybody's considered uh, ill when it comes to the cold. But we're not saying that we're allowing those that uh, allow the non-Jew to light a fire even when it's not particularly cold. It's only when it's very cold.